Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting Local with Karis podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and today I spoke to Claudia from Madame Max. She makes the most incredible macarons and honestly I am genuinely obsessed. They are so good and whenever I saw her at the Coenico Market I thought one I need some macarons but also I need to get you on the podcast. So we spoke about where vanilla flavouring comes from, her Great Taste Awards which is a very funny story and also her upcoming Valentine flavours. And they're so cute in the little hearts and everything. I'm so excited to get some. So let's go chat here. My name is Claudia and I work full time in the NHS at the moment. But my side business is called Madame Max. Madame means Mademoiselle. So it's the title for a married lady in French. And then Max is just a shortened form of macarons. So I just kind of put those two together. And that's how I came up with my name. Based in Lurgan and I just solely specialise in authentic French macarons my flavor repertoire is now up to 12 flavors and yeah it's really good I have a very vibrant range that looks like a rainbow although gray and brown isn't really in the rainbow but I just say it's a rainbow (laughs) so I started it back in September 2020 just a little over two years and going from strength to strength amazing so what flavor did you start with I think one of the very first flavors that I started with was my vanilla bean macarons so Mm -hmm. I went for a nice bright pink shell for it and it just has a Swiss meringue buttercream filling and then that's just flavored with vanilla bean and I feel like a lot of people think that vanilla is like a really boring flavor or it's really like basic or something but a lot of people don't know the story about vanilla and where it even comes from and that just makes it all the more special once you know so vanilla actually comes from an orchid and orchids are the most diverse plant species in the world so I think there's more than 25,000 and counting of orchids and it only grows in certain regions in the world but what is so special is I think it takes about two to three years for the orchid to grow to the stage where it flowers and when it flowers the flowers only open for 24 hours it then has to be hand pollinated and once it's hand pollinated then the flower closes and it starts to grow like this really long green bean essentially and once that's ready it gets cut off they get washed in really hot water and dried in the sun and that process takes a couple of months and after that then you see that long black withered bean that you see in the supermarket that you can buy just for like what five or six pounds and I think that's just amazing like the whole process takes years from it growing to hitting our supermarket and it just makes it all the more special and the vanilla bean that I use it's by a company called Little Pod I think they're down in Devon or Dorset and even they their hashtag is campaign for real vanilla and I just think that's amazing you know because we should have authentic flavoring in our food so when you look at my photos of my vanilla bean macaron you can see like these little black specks in the buttercream you know that's how you know it's an authentic vanilla flavoring because if you can't see those little black seeds that they are then you know it's going to be artificial flavoring that is crazy i cannot believe there's so much that goes into vanilla because as you say i think a lot of people are like oh well this is the basic one like i'm gonna go for like s'mores or after eight like who cares about vanilla but i've actually had your vanilla macaron okay. mm-hmm. and they're unbelievable oh thank you so much you know, I do love them. I love them so much. They're delicious. 
do you have a favorite flavor? I really don't know. I I kind of love them all, but yeah. I feel like because I've made them so much, I'm probably a bit sick of them. Yeah. But probably if I ever have like spares or ones that I can't use, probably my salted caramel. Unbelievable. What would an average day look like for you then, Claudia? Obviously, you work full time in the NHS, which is incredible. Yeah, how do you kind of manage it all? I will define myself and diagnose myself as a workaholic. Oh, so yeah. 100%. Um, up at 6 a.m., I'm into the gym for seven, and then I'm in work for eight. I I finish at five and like I'm literally home and in the door and I have my apron on by half five and oh, wow. if I'm definitely prepping for like a wedding or a market or like Christmas there past it'll pretty much be every day with macarons it does sound really time consuming because I maybe wouldn't finish till about half eight or nine and that sounds like a really long time but with macarons there's just so much waiting <laughs> there's a lot of prep to get everything set up before you can start mixing and then you're waiting for it to dry and then you're waiting for it to bake and then you're waiting for it to cool so you do get to do other things and then basically I will finish making them and then I'll go to bed and that'll be me and I'll just do the cycle all again and then usually on the weekends I'll maybe do like four or five batches but that'll usually take me about 12 hours yeah it's really time consuming it's really time consuming especially because it's just me by myself so it's very long days but I love it and I have become like more efficient over time with certain things so it is nice but it can be a little bit hard going I'm not gonna lie. So you touched on weddings there I've seen kind of your version of a wedding cake and it's incredible do you do a lot of weddings or is it kind of a recent thing? I hadn't initially set out to do weddings. I think I had my first wedding, I think sometime in the summer of 2021. And then it's just kind of gone from there. I think 2021, I had 10 weddings in the space of like six months. And then last year I had 15 weddings. And then I've got a good few more penciled in for this year. And I think one or two for next year as well. So, but it is definitely becoming a lot more popular, especially with the Macron towers. So my tallest tower is about 10 tiers and that can hold all almost 180 macarons and it is amazing when you look at it and I think a lot of bride and grooms really like it because it's not something you see frequently done a lot of people prefer it to wedding cakes no shade to wedding cake people and it's really nice because you don't have to cut anything up and guests just go up and help themselves so but definitely with bride and grooms I'm always hearing that they don't get macarons (laughs) or the photographers haven't even had a chance to photograph it yet so I've had a few weddings that you know the venue will set up and I didn't get a chance to set it up and they're just they're like there's no photos and we didn't taste any so (laughs) yeah you try and invite I know I try and invite brides and grooms now I I was like if you want some like you definitely need to order extra and so because I want like more payment I'm just like they will be eaten I'm not lying That is mad. Like if it was my wedding, I would literally need my own box like at the top table just to be like, just as a backup, these literally have my name on them. Like touch them and you're kicked out. (laughs) Absolutely. I've tried to start a theme now of having like a midnight newlywed snack. I think I probably need to start like boxing up something separate for them. God love them. So make sure they get some. (laughs) I know, I know. Especially they're so delicious as well. Mm -hmm. So Claudia, have you always been a baker? What kind of started the love for macarons? I didn't actually initially get into uni after I finished school. So I ended up going on a kind of forced upon gap year. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I was out in Australia. I worked in a bakery out there. We ended up going to Canada for two years. I worked in a bakery right there. And then I've worked in a bakery up in Belfast as well. So I've always just 
really enjoyed it. Um, macarons were probably one of my favorite things to bake. And they have a reputation in the baking world as being one of the most difficult thing to bake. And they're just so versatile as well. You know, it can play around a lot with the colors in the shells and the decoration and your filling. And they're really cute. And they're only like maybe like one or two bites yeah. as well. They're just so lovely. Yeah. And I realized whenever I was setting up that there wasn't a lot of businesses, if any, that solely specialized in French macarons. I'm aware of businesses that maybe have them, but it always kind of felt like it was a side kind of afterthought, like, oh, here's another product we can sell. Yeah. And not a lot of thoughts gone into it. Whereas I really wanted to bring really high quality, authentic ingredients and made to an authentic recipe as well. I think a lot of people know macarons from the fridge or the freezer. And whenever I look at them, I am so horrified by the ingredients that are in them. So there's ones at a shop that shall remain nameless mm -hmm. that has potato starch in them. So that means they're not gluten-free. So all my shells will be naturally gluten-free. And there was some other horrible ingredient that I cannot remember. And I just, I just can't cope. So yes, that was my reasoning for getting into it. <laughs> I love that. I love whenever, like, we've been to Paris a few times and, you know, you go into bakeries and they all just line up and I'm like, oh, I need them all. I need to eat all of them. I know. It's hard to choose. It's definitely hard to choose. And it's always so funny when we've been at the markets, there's some people who have just, they're like, I really don't know what to choose. And I'm like, right, well, you've got, there's a box of 12. You can have all 12 of them. But there is someone at Tedbury and they just didn't move fast enough. And someone like swooped in, they were like, I'll take all those five vanilla left. And they were like, oh, I don't think my choice is quick enough. And I felt really bad, but I was Aww. like, "Like, you need to be speedy. <laughs> Whenever I saw you at Cohen & Co, and mm -hmm. we were just too late to get upstairs. And I think you had literally <sighs> half flavours gone. And I was like, oh no. But like the ones we got were unbelievable. But I was like, I think it was salted oh, caramel we missed. And I thought, that, oh. I'm like, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> Who has eaten all my salted caramel? <laughs> <laughs> I know so definitely with markets now I have tried to usually before I did like equal amounts of all flavors but now I, I know my salted caramel and biscoff and s'mores are probably one of the most popular ones and the lemons so I have tried to bring more of those but yeah they are quick to go and it's always horrible whenever you're taking the tray and the label away and I'm like I'm so sorry I literally couldn't physically make any more <laughs> I know because I'm the type of person you know to like see it online look at the menu like look at all your flavors and be like okay I want like these are the six or the 12 that I want and then I was like where are they where did they go and <laughs> <laughs> oh, it breaks my heart for you next time next time oh 100% I'll be there first thing I'll be running over to you so what has been your proudest achievement since you started then Claudia definitely my proudest achievement is back in 2021 I entered my salted caramel macaron into the great taste awards so that's over in England. The judgment happens in London and Dorset. It's actually a really long process as well. So even for this year, entry opens in two weeks time. And by the time I send off the product in May and judgment happens over the summer, I won't get my result until August. So it's oh, really, wow. I know it's so long. So I got, it is, it is. And you just, you know that they've judged it during the summer and you can see on their Instagram as well that they've like tasted it because they put up lots of photos. So any foodies out there, if you want to watch like Great Taste Award judging, it's really fun. So I got one star for my Great Taste for the salted caramel. But a lot of people are like, oh, one star, that doesn't sound like a lot because they think it's automatically out of five, but it's actually out of three. So entry is capped to, I think, about 12 or 14,000 
thousand products. One star means simply delicious. Two star is outstanding and three star is exquisite. But with the one star, about 25% of entries get that award. For the two stars, it's about 10%. And then for three stars, it's only like two or 3%. So the judging is at a really, really high level. It was really nice to get that on my first try. I knew it was a winner anyway. I'm not going to lie. And then last year, I've got the funniest story. Well, I think it's funny at least. But I entered in three, which was, I will say, costly. Um, so I put in my coconut macaron, my vanilla bean and my pistachio. And I was like, I'm going to get awards for all three. This is fine. And the day arrived and I like snuck out to my car and I was like logging into my laptop and I was recording myself at the same time for Instagram. And I was like, you know, guys, I've entered into the Great Taste Awards, blah, blah, blah. And then you just see my face like absolutely crestfallen as I look at the screen and I just go, oh, because I only got one award out of three and I was just bro, I was so devastated because I not mentally prepared myself for this outcome I still have the video and I was like I don't know if I want to post this Instagram or not but I think after now I'm gonna have to put it up be like watch the face of a devastated baker and then they were so harsh about my pistachio macaron actually like absolutely proper yes yeah, so we get feedback for it and oh, no. sometimes it's like maybe two three or even four judges have judged your products so you have to send like three or four of each product. Last year, I sent like six because yeah. <laughs> I think the year before, I'm pretty sure they had like cut my macaron in half to give to like four judges because I was like, the mass doesn't add up with how many people have judged it and how many macarons I have sent. And yeah, so it just found me. So I sent lots of extras. But yes, they were very hard about my pistachio oh, macaron, no. which I was very offended by. So I've been rejigging it to make sure it's even more amazing. My vanilla bean was very close to a one star, but they just wanted a little bit more. But they were like, I don't really understand the pink color. And I'm like, I don't know what you want. Like a vanilla bean plant, it's like got green leaves. It has a white flower. Like I know pink isn't vanilla, but I don't know what you want it to look like. Yeah, like so. you can't just have it all white. Like the pink is so pretty. Yeah, it is so pretty. I know. And I honest to God, I, I like was agonizing over what colors I should assign to what flavors. And I'm not changing it. So it's fine. If they don't like it, that's their problem. <laughs> but this year, I think I'm going to maybe go ahead and just put five in and hopefully get a few more. But I think currently I'm probably the only macaron producer on the island of Ireland that has like my two great taste awards. So I think I'm trying to like competitively become like the most like awarded macaron maker in Ireland. So incredible. Ah, uh, thank you. Oh, well, at least your coconut one got it. Can you imagine? Well, actually, I don't even want to think about if none of them got it. I know. But I know. Yes, well, Hopefully this year you will have five more. That is so exciting. Hello, fingers crossed for me. So do you have anything exciting coming up so you can give us a little teaser for like new flavours or anything like that? So I'm on a little bit of a winter break at the moment, but I have decided that I am going to be doing some Valentine's Day macarons. Um, so they're going to be some new flavours and a bit of a crossover of two of my flavours as well. So I'm going to be baking those shortly and have them up on the website as well. And then I'm hoping really just to focus on doing a lot more markets. I've applied to do a couple in around Ballycastle, Lauren, I think Kirk Fergus as well. So I'm just waiting to hear back from that. But I just want to do a few more markets around our gorgeous wee province. But other than that, that's really it. I've got the Great Taste Awards. And then I think because I got the Great Taste Awards as well, I recently got an invite from the ABC Council for a day at the Culloden. So they're having oh, a wow. taste of tourism day. So I think they have five people from the ABC Council and I'm assuming 
and other award winners from other councils and yeah. we get to showcase our products. So I'm waiting to hear a wee bit more about that, but that's at the end of February. So I'll have a yeah, day off work exciting. for that. So I'm very excited. <laughs> Amazing. So are your Valentine's ones going to be like heart shaped or are you going to keep them round? I don't know if you can even do oh, a heart yes. shaped Oh yes. Oh my gosh, I should have specified. Yes, they're going to be heart shaped. They're going to be heart shaped. Oh, so yes I've done it before actually I try to do a champagne flavor and champagne is actually a really difficult flavor to get to come through so I ended up taking lots of really pretty photos for them but I didn't put them up for sale because I just I wasn't happy with the flavor and I really wanted it to be a good one so I think the ones that I've got this year I think are good I haven't tested them out yet but I know they're gonna be good it's all I'm good. so I'm excited <laughs> and have you ever thought about someone did like a macaron cake do you know instead of the little ones like there's a big massive one like have you thought about anything like that so I do actually have those oh you do um, so that's probably on, where I yeah. saw it. <laughs> so on my website I go by the French titles so they're called macaron gâteau I think they're about seven or eight inches in diameter so I have two types a nice fruity one and a nice chocolate one so they're available to buy while I'm having my break if anyone wants one they're really nice to make they are lovely and I think they're a bit more straightforward sometimes too so I haven't made one in a while actually so I need to get back to it yeah that is most likely where I will have seen it because I remember like my birthday is the end of February and I was like this I want to be my birthday cake and then I was like where did I see it you know with the way like Pinterest and on yes oh so exciting yes don't worry I'll get you covered for your birthday don't worry <laughs> I'm so excited hopefully I can find you at one of these markets and also get some valentine's ones as well do you have any idea of where you would like to be in the future like five years time what is the big dream it's really tough because I love my job in the NHS at the moment I think there's a little bit of a niggle in the back of my mind that I maybe need like a tiny little macaron shop but I think just at the moment like cost of everything yeah. and pricing just seems a little bit of insane and I really would just have to take a career break or something to give it my full-time commitment and I do wonder am I not giving it its full potential because I've seen a few people recently on Instagram they're like guys we're getting our own premises which is so exciting but I think I kind of want to see what that's like too but other than that I haven't really thought it long term at the moment I'm just trying to get through this year with yeah. all the recent price hikes so even like my sugar and my egg white powder butter and eggs has all gone up in price some of it even more than doubled so which has been has been tough but I don't do it for the money or anything I do it for the love and for the passion and just bringing a really unique product to Northern Ireland oh that's so so nice yeah obviously like you do work full-time and so you kind of are allowed to be that little bit flexible with it and as you say kind of you do it for your passion you're not solely reliant on it you always kind of have like your job almost to step back on just in case yeah 100% so Claudia last question but if you had to pick who would be your favorite local businesses oh yes I already thought about this and they came to me very quickly (laughs) so I have two the first one is piece of cake in Oma if you definitely haven't visited them or they'd be great on your podcast Hannah and Adam are lovely and they reopen next week and that is like first on my to-do list is to drive down to Oma just to get some treats and then the other one that I love is Flanna Bakes. Um, yes. It's 
run by Chris up in Macrofelt. He is so lovely. But yeah, I've literally driven like an hour plus to Macrofelt just to go to his shop and buy like 20 pounds worth of goods just to drive all the way home again. That is dedication. <laughs> I, do you know what? I know, I know. I think some people think I'm a little bit mad, but it's quite funny. Like even though I love macarons and I love making them and getting lots of compliments about them because, you know, he doesn't. But my true obsession is actually brownies. Like I literally... Ooh. Yeah, I know. And I can't bake them to save my life. But I think I know the problem is that I don't have a good brownie cake tin to bake them in. So I just need to get that. And then I'll be a brownie queen as well. Yes, my my true love is brownies. So I'm very sorry, people. I'll keep making macarons for you all. Don't worry. (laughs) Do you think you could ever, like, I don't know if this would work, ever do like like a brownie in a macaron? I think I need to try that. My memory is atrocious. But yes, I have seen people do that. They maybe do like a buttercream ring around the outside of the macaron and then you put like a square or a little bit in it. I did actually do a really fun crossover. There's an Australian baked good called a lamington and it's like okay. a very plain, almost like a Victoria sponge with like the cream and the jam mm-hmm. but then it has like a coating of some sort and then you roll it in coconut. So yeah, so I went to the ends of the earth to make like the thinnest piece of sponge to then cut like a tiny circle for it to be put inside a macaron. And the cross section was amazing, but holy smokes, it was really time consuming. So I was like, never again, especially if I can't make brownies either. So I'll definitely have to like buy them in because I was thinking about it for a Valentine's Day flavor as well. But I think one of them is going to be like a milk chocolate ganache with a caramel center, which I think is quite like having like chocolates on valentine's day but just in more delicious macaron form oh they sound incredible you're gonna get my stomach oh. on <laughs> i think maybe mine too <laughs> well you know, i think the kitchen's calling me <laughs> thank you so so much for coming on the podcast it was so lovely to chat to you and now I, i'm just so hungry <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna need to i need to get back into the kitchen i haven't looked at it in about a couple of weeks so i need to get back to it, make sure everything's working and is ready for making some valentine's Day macarons but yes thank you so much for having me on this was it was so lovely isn't Claudia so lovely I'm so excited to get a massive macaron for my birthday cake all this and hopefully we'll see her at some markets as well so if you enjoyed this episode and I really hope you did please go over wherever you're listening leave us a little rating and review and I'll see you next week with a brand new episode